Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks. Plays it into Trey. Two seconds, one. Trey Slaughter. Rip his heart out, I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal in Michigan, most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynch is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander, he's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston, I'm Jack Dempsey, there's no one like me. I'm from their claw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous, my defense is impregnable, and I'm just ferocious. I want your heart, I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. You are now listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast with your host. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast. I'm your host, E-Dub, taking you through this journey of Atlanta Hawks basketball. So come on in, sit down, relax your feet, and uh, kick it with us for the next 30 minutes or so. Um, talking about Atlanta Hawks' victory over the Dallas Mavericks, we're going to get into all of the bells and whistles. But again, man, welcome, welcome, welcome. What a night, what a night it was down at State Farm Arena. And uh, I'm telling you, man, it, it was just good to be back in the building again, covering basketball, seeing everybody that came out. And uh, it was live tonight, man. A good, loud crowd tonight. Um, wasn't as packed as I thought it would be, to be honest with you. Um, I don't know if it was because the Braves were, you know, about to do what they, well, what they were supposed to do, what they were going to do, but we won't talk about that. <laughs> but yeah, man, um, at first I thought it was just kind of a late arriving crowd and I was like, Hey, I guess we're still kind of in Braves country here. Right. But, um, nevertheless, still a good crowd and, uh, still very loud inside of state farm arena. Um, the Atlanta Hawks get the W against the Mavericks, one thirteen to eighty-seven. So we're gonna break down this game, talk a little bit about the sights and the sounds, what we saw, some takeaways. Um, we're gonna overreact a little bit. Yes, we're gonna overreact <laughs> a little bit. We're gonna hear from you guys in the third segment and hear what you guys had to say, and uh, we're gonna get into all that stuff. But first, let's get into some of this housekeeping. Um, a big part of what we do, of course, is on the social media front. So we invite you guys, we invite you to connect with us and be a part of our social media family. Listen, we have currently 1,152 Twitter followers, and we would love to have more. We would love to have more. Let's let's try to hit 2K by the end of the season. Can we do that? Can we set that as a goal? So listen, here's what I'm going to need for you to do. First of all, if you're on Twitter and you're not following us, you need to look up the Hawks beat, just Hawks beat, that's this, no the, just Hawks beat, and follow us. Uh, yes, give us a follow, and we would greatly appreciate it, man. 
And also, um, make sure you subscribe to our podcast. That really helps us out as well. We're also on Instagram and Facebook for the Facebookers. So connect with us on our social medias because um, it's a lot of work keeping up to those things, keeping up with those things. And we do it. You know what I'm saying? Listen, I, I can pride myself and say our social media is really up to date. Uh, some folks' social media is like you go and see their last tweet was in like 2017. But uh, <laughs> we keep all that stuff updated and uh, we would love for you to connect with us. So um, just a little bit of Hawks news before we get into this game. And I know you guys are itching to talk about this. Uh, 1-0 Atlanta Hawks, the undefeated Atlanta Hawks, you know, the, <laughs> on the way to 82-0. and 0. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Just a bit of news that I want to get out there before we get into this game. Um, the NBA released their top 75 players and two Hawks were on the list. Yes, our very own Bob Pettit. Uh, he is the guy who was cornerstone of that uh, the last Atlanta hole in that Atlanta St. Louis <laughs> championship team, 1958. And our very own Dominique Wilkins. Dominique made the list of the top 75. And I told a friend today, I said, listen. They come out with a list and Dominique's not on it. There's about to be some trouble in the city. <laughs> trouble in the city. Because I remember the first time when they did uh, when they did um, 50 greatest players, Dominique was left off of that. I was a bit mad about that, and I was mad he let, was left off the dream team. But we won't go into that. You know, I'm, I'm a Dominique guy. I'm a Dominique guy, and I'll own that. I'm a Dominique guy. I grew up being a Dominique guy and not a Michael Jordan guy. And that's just who I am. So good to see Neek make the list. Good to see Bob Pettit make the list. And um, the Atlanta Hawks getting some recognition. Also in Hawks news, excuse me, um, the Atlanta Hawks tonight unveiled the Sekou Smith Media Room. Um, Now, this was important to me because as someone who works in the media, um, I knew Sekou Smith. He wasn't like, you know, a best friend of mine, but um, I would see Sekou at the games and he was six years older than me. Uh, He was 48 years old and he died probably, I think it was about a year ago, Um, had some issues with COVID and whatnot. And um, yeah, just a, just a tragic, just a tragic passing. But Sekou was the Hawks beat writer from 2005 to 2009. Um, he also did some writing for um, the Clarion Ledger in Mississippi. Uh, he was the beat writer for the Pacers for a little bit. Um, then, of course, uh, if you knew Sekou, you saw him on NBA TV. But here's the thing about Sekou. Sekou was a dude who it didn't matter who you were, right? Like, and I'm just a just a. I remember when I I, I would start to cover the games, and I was just. I didn't know anybody, right? I didn't know anybody. And here's this guy is on NBA TV. He's on, he's like, yo, like, yo, this is a big guy. This is a big deal. And Seiko would, you know, he would just come up and just speak to you like it was just nothing. And he was just so friendly and just so nice to everybody he came in contact with, had a great sense in that sense of uh, humor. He was a guy you just wanted to be around. And, um, <clears throat> He's definitely missed, you know, his wife and his two his two kids. But uh, we have a piece that's going to be going up in the next few days um, about the Sekou Smith Media Room. 
that uh, was do- uh, that was dedicated to him. His family was in the building tonight. It was good seeing them. I walked in. I saw the pictures in the, in the media room, and I was like, whoa. You know, I almost lost it. But um, just a really good guy. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes in a world where uh, there's so much bad stuff going on, you see so many idiots in politics, it's just like, man, like this was a really good dude. You know what I mean? So rest in peace, the brother Sekou Smith. Stay tuned to the hawksbeat.com. We'll be getting something uh, <clears throat> something up uh, with that tonight. Uh, pretty soon, pretty soon. Um, back to the game, back to the game. Um, Hawks get the dub, 113-87. to And um, it's funny because I, when going into this game, and there's just a little bit of history. Last last year, the Mavericks um, they beat the Hawks twice, and this wasn't the this wasn't the same Hawks team. This was, of course, the uh, team with with a different coach. And um, the, at this at this point, when they when they played the, the the Mavericks last year, the Hawks were having trouble closing out games, and so you know the Mavericks beat them twice. I one of those games, uh, the backup point guard went off, Jalen Brunson, and uh, he. He surely didn't go off tonight because <laughs> the Hawks put those clamps on him and just about everybody else for the Dallas Mavericks. Um, as far as the injuries are concerned tonight, there was no Gallo, there was no Okongwu, and there was no Lou Williams. Uh, Lou Williams was a game time, and Lou probably could have played if he needed They really, really needed him to, but um, he's still dealing with some type of hip soreness is what the Hawks are calling it. So, listen, if you don't got to run Lou out there, don't run him out there. You know what I'm saying? It's a long season. He's an older vet. Give him and Gallo the night off. You surely didn't need him tonight. And uh, the rest of the guys, they were able to handle business. Also, a a bit of comedy tonight. Uh, The spread going into tonight's game was the Hawks were favored by two and a half. (laughs) So, if you put your money on the Hawks tonight... You were Gucci. You were Gucci. And and, and I said before this, I didn't say it on my podcast, but I was talking to some friends of mine. It's like the Hawks won by double digits tonight. I was was fairly confident they would win by double digits tonight. I don't know why. I just had a feeling, even though they lost the last two. So what we're going to do right now is take a quick little break here from one of our sponsors. And uh, on the other side, we're going to get into this game, the bells and whistles. What did it look down? What did it look like? State Farm Arena. What did it smell like? What did we see? <laughs> Listen to the Hawksbeat Podcast, episode number six, season eight. I'm your host, Edub. We'll be right back. This segment is brought to you by Manscaped. Hey guys, what's up? It's Edub. I know you guys have heard our Manscaped read by now, and I'm here to tell you, listen, it's not too late to get that below-the-belt trim that some of you are in desperately need of. Listen, Manscaped not only has top-of-the-line waterproof trimmers to keep the hedges nice and clean, but they also have boxers, lotions, colognes to have you feeling and smelling so fresh and so clean. So head over to manscaped.com, use our promo code HAWKSBEAT for 20% off your entire order and free shipping. Once again, that promo code is HAWKSBEAT for 20% off and free shipping. She'll be glad you did. All right, folks, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Hawksby Podcast, episode number six of season eight. I'm your host, E-Dub. Um, 
back in the building, man. Back in the building tonight, State Farm Arena. It was opening night, and I'll tell you what, man. I got to be honest with you. You guys know I'm always going to give it to you straight. It was a bit disconcerting to see kind of some empty seats in the building tonight. And kudos to the Hawks. They had every single seat with uh, one of those new uh, <laughs> T-shirts on them and this little glow-in-the-dark wrist thing that they had. And it was really dope. And I'm going to tell you, I have one still, and this thing won't cut off. Like, it won't cut off. I don't know what's going on with it. But the wrist thing was, like, connected. And every time it would hit a three, it would light up. And it was just really cool, really cool. So kudos to the Hawks on the promotions, getting folks in there. But I got to say, I was a tad disappointed. I mean, I understand the Braves are, are you know, they're, they're on the brink of, of making history. And a lot of folks probably want to see that tonight. But... Look, man, like, there should be enough love for everybody. You can go to the Braves game and check it out. And, you know, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Maybe that's just me. We're splitting hairs. But um, a game was going to be played tonight, and that's indeed what was going to happen. So um, I thought from the outset the Hawks came out with some fairly decent energy. It was kind of tip for tap. I, I think the starters, it kind of took them a while to kind of get into their groove. Um, they didn't really come out and like, you know, impose their will. I mean, Mavericks got, got up on them early and then, you know, they made a run. This is, this is basketball, right? Basketball is a game of runs and typically, um, you're going to have some runs and you're going to have some, and you're going to get ran on. (laughs) And if you listen to the podcast last year, I would always say, listen, don't, make anything of these first quarter first half leads when teams get up by 14 and 15 and 20 points because they mean pretty much nothing when you're in the nba teams are going to make runs but this game was fairly close man fairly close uh john collins got the first bucket of the season a little uh turnaround jay um I thought John was going to eat a little bit more of this game. And I'm being completely honest with you. I thought John played great tonight. I thought he played great. But last last year when they played the um, the Mavericks, in the two games, John had 35 points and 33 points respectively. So that lets me know, like, John, John likes playing this team. <laughs> and that there's something about the Mavericks that they just can't really hold this man. But... Um, didn't really need the 33 and the 35 from him tonight, and that's a good thing, you know. But um, I was really anxious to see how Nate was going to work the rotations, right? I really wanted to see how he was going to work the rotations tonight. And so um, he, the, he went with the starting five of Trey, Bogey, DeAndre, JC, and Clint Capella, which is pretty much standard for what we all thought. Typically, uh, Gallinari was is the first guy with the bench, but tonight the first guy with the bench was Kevin Herter, and then um, Delon Wright came in for Trey at like the two thirty mark in the first half. I mean the first quarter, but first quarter was a little bit of back and forth. You know, um, it wasn't anything spectacular. You know, first quarter is always kind of just like a sparring quarter, right? You know, they're seeing what you got, you're seeing what they got, you know, and so. The Hawks were up by two after one. It wasn't anything like, you know, really monumental in that first quarter. But that second quarter, um, insert Cam Reddish. (laughs) And my, my gosh. Um, 
you could tell that the difference in uh, pretty much almost the game or the difference in uh, this quarter was that second unit for the Hawks was really good. Like Cam Reddish came in and he just started gunning. <laughs> like he was gunning. And, you know, and the good thing about it was he wasn't like in times past you see Cam, you know, try to get to some shots and, and you're like, oh, what is he? What is he doing? Like, you know, turnovers, whatever. But he seemed like he was just aggressive. He was aggressive. And that's who Nate wants him to be aggressive. Um, he was putting up them shots. He wasn't shy about it, you know. And that's what Nate wants him to do, and that's what he did tonight, you know. So uh, you 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 ran that second unit with Cam, uh, Kevin Herter, DeLon Wright, Solomon Hill, and Gorgie Jang, and um, I thought that that was a really good quarter. I mean, you only outscored the Mavericks by five in that second quarter, but um, in times past with the Hawks, whenever Trey would go to the bench, you're just like, oh no. How long can we do this before <laughs> before Trey comes back? But tonight it wasn't like that, and I and I'll tell you what, it seemed to me it seemed to me that that bench was out there a little bit longer than they usually are because you're like, whoa, these these guys have kind of been out there for a while, and Nate was just like, yo, if they rolling, I'm gonna keep him out there. But I thought Cam Reddish really set the tone for that second team. Um, going into the half, Hawks were up by what six, seven points. It was fifty-one to forty-four. Cam Reddish had twelve points in ten minutes. Uh, he put up eight shots, which was second most in <laughs> on trailing on behind Trey Young. Trey Young had nine points. Uh, kind of all he he was kind of uh, off to a slow start, but I thought Trey was still playing kind of within the offense. So I really had no problems offensively with any of the shots. Um, they were four from 16 from downtown. They were shooting 43% from the field. I, w- I mean, I was okay with, like, everything. And you guys know me. Like, I can be very critical of this Hawks team. And I, I always try to say, hey, I- I'm-, I'm objective. I think one of the things about me is I don't really have, like, the Homer fan element there. You know, I pull for the Hawks to win. I do. But it's 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 a little bit different from the fans. But. I thought that first half was really good for the Hawks. I thought Cam Reddish was really good. And also, which is pretty much almost the story of the game, DeAndre Hunter. DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish. Um, That might be the story of the game. And, and of course, in in the third segment, we'll talk takeaways, and I'll I'll probably go into that a little bit deeper. Them boys played some hellabit defense (laughs) Luka Doncic. (laughs) <laughs> when I say hell of it, that means really good, right? Um, I mean, I'm not going to say they put them clamps on it because Luca still, you know, damn near had a triple-double, but that's just because everything runs through him. But to say Luca was like a superstar tonight, nah. Nah, bro. I mean, he had 18, 11, and 7 on 6 of 17 shooting. But, I mean, you run the offense through him. Then of course you're gonna put up numbers, but and I, and I thought mate, I thought Luca played some, he made some tough shots, he made some brilliant passes. Listen, Luca is a bona fide ball player, and one thing we're not going to do is disrespect 
superstars. Luka is a superstar in this league. And it's okay if he's a superstar in this league. Like, I understand, like, the Trey Young, Luka thing. Like, I get it. But, like, nah, man, Luka's a baller. Just not tonight. <laughs> like, just not tonight. DeAndre was in his chest. Cam Reddish was in his chest. And it made uh, life for him very hard. And the problem with that is I thought Dallas ran a very elementary offense. It was very old. Uh, if you used to watch Milwaukee Bucks back in the day, it was like everything runs through Giannis. Like kind of before Bud kind of cleaned up that offense a little bit. That's kind of what Dallas is. Everything runs through Luka, and it's just like you're you're living and dying through this one player, and it's just it's not it's not it's not creative basketball, right? It's not creative basketball. So I thought that's what was happening. You know, you try to run everything through Luka, and you get two dogs defensively on your first team and your second team that can get in that guy's chest, and it's gonna be a problem. It's gonna be a problem. But I thought defensively. DeAndre Hunter really set the tone. I thought John Collins was really good defensively. I thought Clint Capella was really good defensively. And they were just they were just clicking. They were just clicking. Third quarter is when the Hawks really just started to run away from this thing. Um, it was time for the starters to come in. And unlike that first, uh, and not saying anything was wrong with that first stint that they had, they just wasn't really, you know, they just weren't really clicking like that. Um, starters come in second half, and they go on a thirty. What, what was it? They went twenty-two to eight run to start the quarter. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean after that it was just like okay, they start to put some. They start to put some some distance between them and the Mavs, and it was just like the Mavs. You couldn't shoot themselves into it, and they weren't going to get back into it defensively because the Hawks were just they were hitting shots at a very high clip. Let's just say that um, they shot 63% from the third in the third quarter, 63 from the field and 66 from three. You're not going to win a ball game when you <laughs> when when guys are shooting like that. Um, Trey Young finally started to warm up a little bit. He had 12 and nine in the third quarter alone. <laughs> and so I was like, OK, yeah, like you, you woke up, Trey. So Trey got going in that quarter. Uh, John had to, I mean, everybody. Everybody had love, you know what I mean? DeAndre had seven, John and Clint five and six. And it was mostly the starters that just was like, okay, we're going to impose our will now. And that was pretty much the third quarter. So now you're up by 15 at the end of, uh, at the end of three. The lead is like 22. <laughs> and so now you're like, okay, um, you're going to start the fourth quarter with the second string in there. And the second string, they they take off, they take off where they left off in the second quarter. So it was like the fourth first string and second string for the Hawks were just noticeably better. Like the Mavericks did not have an advantage anywhere tonight, anywhere, any lineup, any at, at any point in time. <laughs> they just didn't have it. Um, the Hawks were just better uh, from a first team standpoint. They were better from a second team standpoint. And there was nothing the Mavericks can do with them. They just and they literally, they literally imposed their will on the Dallas Mavericks tonight. And it was something that you just love to see if you are a Hawks fan. Because it wasn't no stopping them dudes, man. It was no stopping them dudes. And uh credit to all them like there, there's really there, there's not like 
usually it's like okay yeah like this guy had it going and it was it was really a complete team effort for the hawks and uh, a very good win for the hawks man so fourth quarter kind of more of the same uh you had a little mix of the starters little mix of the bench um, I think Clint Capella was on a minutes restriction, so Clint didn't even play the fourth quarter, which you didn't really need him to. Um, you even had some of the young guys get in. Uh, Sharif Cooper came in. Jalen Johnson came in. Skyler, uh, TLC, uh, those guys came in for like the last three and a half minutes. Shout out to Jalen Johnson. He comes in in his first NBA shot in a regular season game. Top of the line, three-pointer. Buckets, nothing but the bottom of the nets, man. So it was good to see him get get his first shot down. The crowd went crazy, and uh, it was good to see them get a little run tonight too. But Hawks outscored the Mavericks in every single um, quarter. Every single lineup was better. Everything coaching was better. Like every like there, there was nothing the Mavericks did better than the Hawks tonight. Not even for a brief moment. <laughs> Not even for a brief moment. Total domination. And uh, just a superb defensive game for the Atlanta Hawks. A great way to start the season. I know there's 81, 80, uh, 81 more of these to go. And for everyone saying the Hawks are going to go 82-0, and 0, I'm with it. <laughs> I'm with it. <laughs> but, yeah, man, have a little fun with this one, man. Go crazy on this one. Overreact a little bit on this one, man. It's all fun and games. You know what I'm saying? Um we are going to take another quick break on the other side. We're going to uh, talk a little bit about some takeaways. We're going to get some fan feedback. I believe I have some audio from Nate. See what he had to say after the game. And uh, then we'll wrap things up. You're listening to the Hawksby Podcast, episode number six of season eight. We'll be right back. This segment is brought to you by Dow Family Wellness the official chiropractor of the Hawks Beat Podcast. If you are experiencing any type of back pain, neck pain, or pain pain, go see our guy, Dr. Rick. Ask him about the Hawks Beat special, which includes a consultation, digital scans, and an adjustment for just $37. Just tell him E-Dub from the Hawks Beat sent you. That's Dow Family Wellness. Check out their banner at thehawksbeat.com or call Dr. Rick, 470-395-3478. That's 470-395-3478. Visit Dow Family Wellness. Tell them Hawks Beat Center. This segment is brought to you by Tillman's Trinkets and Things. Custom jewelry ships straight to your doorstep. Every piece will be uniquely yours. So if you are looking for some custom bracelets or necklaces, go see our guy Jonathan at TillmansTrinketsAndThings.com. Again, that's TillmansTrinketsAndThings.com. Tell him the Hawksbeat sent you. You'll be happy you did. Uh, but when when the ball is breaking you down and getting into the paint, 
and it's forcing the defense to collapse, then you're giving up everything. You're giving up opportunities from the three. Uh, you're giving up rebounding position because you, you're forced to have to scramble uh, to help and recover. Uh, so uh, it, it starts with keeping that ball in front of you. And that's the one thing that I thought uh, uh, Dre did tonight. Uh, 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 Brunson, you know, had some success in that first half, but I thought we did a better job the second half of keeping him in front as well. So it, it just starts with ball control, uh, keeping the ball in front of you. That was Nate McMillan after tonight's game talking about just the importance of defense and specifically on what DeAndre Hunter did with Luka. Um, of course, all the defense, of course, was important, but um, just the job that was done on Luka and just what it does for everybody else. And uh, Trey talked a little bit about that after the game as well, and we weren't able to get I, – I, I, <laughs> I messed up on the recording again, y'all. I'm sorry. That's my bad. I'm going to get it right. I promise. I promise I'm going to get it right. But, uh, yeah, they just talked about the ability of when you're playing a guy like Luka, who's just a, a, a superstar in this league, and you don't have to double him, and you can play him straight up, it makes things easier across the board. So if you can just play him straight up, you don't have to bring a guy over and worry about getting open threes. You're able to rebound with your guys, and it's just, I mean, it just changes the whole dynamic of what you're trying to do defensively for your team. Um, Nate also talked a little bit about Cam Reddish, and I wanted to play that sound for you as well. So here's Nate McMillan talking about the game that Cam Reddish had. Expectations specifically for him going into this season. I thought he played a beautiful game. Uh, I really do. Uh, I thought he, uh, you know, took shots within the, the, the flow, the rhythm of the offense. Uh, I thought he made some plays. Um, uh, he came out aggressive, uh, you know, defensively. He worked on the defensive end of the floor. Uh, you know, when he, uh, if he can continue to play that way, which I think he can and he will, uh, with Kevin and you add DeLon and you, you bring in Gallo uh, with that second unit, uh, you got a lot of players you can go to. But, you know, Cam is the guy that really establishes that defense for us uh, with that second unit. So, uh I just thought he had a, a solid game. Uh, he's a two-way player, and tonight uh, he showed uh, that he can play on both sides of the floor. And there you have it. I mean, there you have it. Um, I know it's just one game, but you have to be really excited from what you saw tonight from Cam Reddish. And I think that even if you want to overreact and I'm cool with y'all wanting to re overreact, like I'm cool, like dig it. You know what I mean? Like it's game one. You want to know, <laughs> talk your stuff. Right. Um, I think that, that the proof in the pudding is going to see what this looks like once you're 20 games in 40 games in at the all-star break after the break, you know, uh, the proof of the pudding is going to be over time. Of course, and we've we've seen Cam have these spouts, but um, now it's just time to see a consistency. You know, go grab you a six man, young man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Go grab you a six man of the year, and and let's get this thing rolling. You know, so kudos to Cam, and uh, you know it it was a good night for the young kid, man. I was really happy for him, and uh, yeah.
So let's get some fan feedback to see if see what you guys had to say. So typically, uh, after the game, I will try to engage you guys and say, "Hey, what did you guys see? What were some uh, over your feedback?" So the question I asked you guys tonight: I said, "Hawks fans, what were your thoughts on tonight's game?" I said, "Who was your player of the game?" So I got I wanted to get a mix of you know what you guys were thinking. And, uh, you know, how you guys thought about the game. So, um, let's see who, who checked in with us. Let me, let me pull up my, uh, my Twitter feed. DJ Food and Drink on Twitter says, Cam, it says, if Reddish blossoms, we going crazy this year. <laughs> Appreciate the feedback, my guy. Uh, Joshua Fletcher on Twitter says, DeAndre Hunter. I guess that was his player of the game. He said, made sure Luka was out of it, and that's how you beat the Mavs. Exactly. Uh, everything runs through Luka. And if you have a guy like Cam and a guy like DeAndre Hunter, like having those guys on your first and second unit is so tremendous. Like, it's so tremendous. And I don't want to be a guy that's always talking about last year and what if. So uh, I'm not even going to worry about what, ha- what could have been last year. You got him this year. So you got to make the best of it. Got to make the best of it. Um, let's see. Wispa2000 on Twitter. Uh, Joshua Heyman said, Very impressed with ATL defensive effort tonight, and the offensive effort did not decrease at any time. Good game. Great way to start off the season. Appreciate you for checking in. And very last one I'm going to read uh, from Nate Blanchett on Twitter said, We are deep. <laughs> thank you guys for checking us out on twitter as well uh make sure you follow us at hawks beat on the tweet on the tweet machine it <laughs> will make sure to uh get that feedback from you guys um as we see it so uh again hawks get the dub tonight one and oh a very 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 impressive win tonight uh 113 to 87 um my player of the game, it's tough between Cam Reddish and DeAndre Hunter. And I know 90% of the player of the games usually are going to go to Trey Young. <laughs> but I'm going to go, um, I'm going to go DeAndre. I'm going to go DeAndre tonight. Even though Cam had a really good offensive night, I think the, the stuff that didn't show up in the box shot, the box, uh, the box score tonight. You know, DeAndre was in double figures, but the job he did on Luka disrupting the core of everything that Mavericks wanted to do, I thought that was very important tonight. Very important. And Cam is like a 1B, right? He's like a 1B. So if I had to split it, it would be definitely those two guys. But I kind of want to give the edge to the Hunter kid. Good seeing him back. Hopefully there's no soreness tomorrow and he's able to go. You know what I mean? So... We will see. Um, as far as, let's see, what else did I want to have on here? Oh, the calendar. So, where do the Hawks go from here? So, granted, there is 81 more of these things that they have to play. So, let's take a look at our Hawks beat Hawks schedule <laughs> for the month of October. So, they have the day off tomorrow. I guess it's a travel day. And then they will take on the Cleveland Cavaliers on Saturday at 6 o'clock. Monday, they're back home against the Detroit Pistons. Wednesday, they are back on the road against the New Orleans Pelicans. And then shooting up to Washington 
against the Washington Wizards. So those are the next couple of games for the Hawks. Um, a little bit of traveling. One more home game against um, the Detroit Pistons. Uh, Going to get our first look at Cade Cunningham and see what that team is, is, is talking about. But uh, I think we about hit it all tonight, man. Again, make sure you guys swing by the Apple Podcast. Give us a five-star rating. Let us know what you love about the show, what you hate about the show. Uh, we're looking to get some guests on in the near future. So uh, stay tuned for that. And, uh, hey, like we always say, man, God is good all the time and all the time. God is good. If you don't know him, you need to find him and show him love because that is all he is showing you. L-O-B-E love. We out. Peace. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.